1: Time action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting
0: Network. Hour number two of 56 in a row, free right here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, wall to wall Super Bowl 56 coverage. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Billen, it's VSIN's primetime action. Thanks to Roxy Roxborough and Vinny Maliulu for joining us first hour. Uh, also, uh, showed a little clip from the Brent one on one with Billy Walters, which is airing in its entirety. 12 noon Eastern on Sunday. Can't wait for that exclusively right here on VEASAN. Uh, the cavalcade of stars continues tonight, kicking off the uh, Super Bowl weekend. This gentleman uh, worked for Roxy back in the day. He is known not only as a professional better, but for uh, but really as someone who made his hay during Super Bowl week, Benny, Super Bowl props. It's Rufus Peabody, everybody. How you doing, man?
3: It's good. I mean, I, I don't know how I can follow uh, Vinny and Roxy, though. I mean, those are two legends. Roxy is the greatest.
0: Vinny also. But Vinny, we're used to. So we, t- we shouldn't take Vinny for granted, but we kind of do because he's with us. Roxy, every time he comes in, it's like, what a what a treat.
3: I feel the same way. I mean, and he always has a classic suit on.
0: Yeah, best-dressed man in the sports book every time. So so just – and I know we've done this a couple times this week on a numbers game and on the Megapod. But for those who are tuning in and aren't familiar with you, this was really you and your team, some of whom you're, uh, you're hanging out with tonight – You guys really, this was where you first gained notoriety, exploiting Super Bowl props. Is that, that's accurate?
3: I think it's right. It's the first time we gained notoriety, but we were exploiting other things before that as well. So beyond that, golf was one of of those things? Golf. Yeah. Yeah. Other props, not for the Super Bowl. (laughs) Baseball. Yeah. Baseball was your thing as well. Yeah. Well, still as much of an edge these days as then or No. You know, there are great edges on game day. There are better edges to be had on game day than there were a decade ago. But in terms of uh, edges at opening lines, not nearly as much. The market has gotten a lot sharper because you have all these books that are putting up um, prop bets every single week. And so when it's a once-a-year thing, books will often set a line that, you know, I mean, they don't really know. Rufus,
2: with the the change, obviously, with you know, DraftKings, et cetera, all coming into the market, and, you know, you used to come out here and you knew when there was going to be release of the props and you're standing in the line, it's like, okay, I'm going to get at least the best of a few of these numbers before things could change and all Now they're putting out – I mean, I think we saw the numbers all were pretty much up by Tuesday of last week, right? I mean, like they were they were putting out all the passing props, all the rushing props, all the receiving props and stuff like Tuesday of last week. Does that – did that kind of mess up your process along the way
3: with everything? I think it changed. It, it certainly changed mm-hmm. the process. So, getting the opening lines became less of a priority because books were coming out so early. Other books had an idea of what you know where they should open, what how the, how those uh, props moved, and so you weren't getting sort of these virgin lines, and, and there wasn't as much gravy available as in past years. You know, I think that I could get basically eighty percent of the expected value that I'm getting um, this year if I just showed up tomorrow and Sunday and that props <laughs> is then. that what so, the
0: plan is that that's what's gonna
3: happen that's right? kind of what I'm doing now yeah at this point I mean I just have a much smaller percentage of the volume I'm gonna end up having uh, down already Will you be doing – do you do anything
0: in-game prop-wise? No. You do not. No. You're too busy eating and drinking exactly. Super Bowl party. Yeah. You know, let's not get crazy, everybody. Life EV. you got to oh. relax sometimes. <laughs> Life EV matters. We should really do more segments on Life EV. Uh, Rufus has made, though, some Super Bowl prop bets, and that's what the, the people are tuning in for here, Rufus, uh, despite your wonderful background. Also, you know, interesting people. Uh, here you go. Let's put them on the screen. Four of them. Count them. Four beginning with OBJ under 65 and a half receiving yards. Explain that thinking.
3: So, well, we have Tyler Higby out now. So, I mean, I'm not sure how that exactly changes it. He was, he was questionable the whole week, but um, OBJ, I think the public has overreacted a little bit to the last few weeks where he's been targeted a bunch and he had a very big game last week. Last week, that line was 52 and a half. It got up to 57 and a half at Caesars right at kickoff, but it was generally in the 51 and a half to 54 and a half range. Uh, it's a pretty big change for, for one week. Um, Beckham is basically filling that Robert Woods role that well, that Woods filled until he was injured uh, after Week Nine. So, um, even if I was projecting out Robert Woods, I would not have him. I, I would not have him higher than um, than the 65 and a half receiving yards right now. So, um, I think it's it's one of these recency bias props. We don't usually uh, voice
0: what what was on the screen. Can we flash up the prop definition once again on screen? Because for those tuning in to Primetime Action for the first time, uh, we should probably just voice this for those who are not watching but are just listening. Uh, A prop bet is a bet that is not tied in. It's a bet on anything that is not tied to the game's outcome, such as points scored by an individual player. One could argue that it's correlated, though, in terms of your wagers, although not tied
3: directly. By the way, that's a great definition. I was asked by somebody recently what a prop bet prop was. I was like, it's a proposition. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a legal kind of proposition. Can
0: I, can I make a proposition? <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So uh, T. Higgins,
2: under five and a half receptions, are you not buying into the fact that uh, – a lot of people's popular kind of narrative of this is that the Rams are going to be able to remove Jamar Chase, and so therefore Joe Burrow is going to have to go elsewhere with the ball in order to, uh, to have any sort of success whatsoever. Uh, or is this just based off of straight projection, not, not really looking at, at
3: game flow or any kind of game outcome? No, no, like you, you have to look at game mm-hmm. flow and stuff. I mean, there, there's a projection, there's math to it, but then there's sort of um, there's an art to it as well. And I, I, I don't buy into that narrative, though, that they're yeah. going to shut down Chase. I think the, I think the Bengals are going to try to get Chase the ball a lot. Probably. Mm -hmm. And I'll probably end up under Chase at some point, too. But uh, (laughs) if if the public keeps betting up. But if you look at Jalen Ramsey, what he's done, he doesn't just he's not going to just shadow Chase, at least if the past is any indication and how he's guarded uh, other opponent number one receivers. You know, so I I think that, um, you know, I I don't think that Higgins is going to be a beneficiary of 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 that Mm Yeah, we were talking a little on the Megapod, uh, Rufus, the other day. Like, you know,
0: Jalen Ramsey, for all his bravado, wanting to go one-on-one with Jamar Chase, that just makes you more bullish on Jamar Chase, doesn't it? Because he's going to get his at some point. Well, I mean, I hope
3: not. I hope nobody gets theirs. That's what I'm rooting for.
0: (laughs) Gerald, you're you're an underfest on much of this. What about this last one? Cam Akers' first touchdown, plus 750. We now know that Daryl Henderson is playing as well. Does that at all concern you for this one?
3: Not really. I mean, Cam Akers, I, I think that in general, the Rams rushing touchdowns are not really priced. Um, I mean, the market is is more leaning towards Rams passing touchdowns, I guess because the Rams have, I think, out of their offensive touchdowns, 80% or so have been passing touchdowns this year, which really isn't sustainable based on their, their rushing and passing um, percentages overall. Um, the other thing is that, The first touchdown is a little bit more likely to be a rushing touchdown than sort of a typical touchdown is. You know, if you think about, you know, an average touchdown, some of those touchdowns come on in the two-minute drill. You know, some are late in the game when a team's trailing, you know, where you're not going to be running the ball. So these neutral game states are going to be a little bit more likely to be rushing touchdowns than, you know, than than an average touchdown would be.
2: So if uh, I want to see if you're buying into what I'm buying into with you talking about you want to add some some unders later, because I'm also kind of in that mindset right now. And mainly because I'm looking at all these new states coming in. So there's 11 new states that have not had a Super Bowl to bet on yet. Right. Including New York, including Arizona, including Louisiana. So all these states that have come on come on board here and most of those people that are signing up for new accounts and stuff. They hadn't even looked at the prop market yet. They haven't even looked at any of this stuff, right? And so I'm thinking at some point tomorrow and certainly on Sunday morning, when they sign up finally to de- finally deposit into their accounts and finally fund these things that there ain't going to be an under bet to be found on these guys. Like I think they're going to be betting overs and overs and overs and overs. I mean, I can only imagine that 85% of the bets that come in on Saturday and Sunday are going to be towards overs, which I think does then at that point, I mean, and you can see a little bit of the trend here, the Cooper cup receiving number, I guess what got bet up. I'm looking right now, burrows and at at and a half passing yards where he was down at two seventy three. you know, middle of the last week. So there's all kinds of things here that I'm, I think that there might, like you said, really present some at least some undervalue. Anyway, I think if you wanted to bet overs, you've you've lost that
3: already. But undervalue come Saturday. I mean, come Sunday, even afternoon. So what's interesting to me right now is that of these sort of newer books, the DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, Caesars, those books have not really moved as much right now. You have the Vegas books. Uh, that have moved more towards the overs on some of these marquee players, the Cooper Cups, the Odell Beckhams of the world, the Jamar Chases, whereas these other newer books are kind of holding steady. So I don't know if that's the case that they're just not moving as much on action or just that that action hasn't come in yet, whereas it's coming in more steadily in Las Vegas. I wonder if it is that they just don't move as much on action, that they're, they're just not as...
0: That they're a little more resistant. We talked about this a little more resistant to that kind of flow of, of money. By the way, we're just flashing up the most bet Bengals props thus far at DraftKings, the most bet Rams props. Four out of the five are overs, right, thus far on Bengals props. Uh, I didn't check out what the Rams were, but I'm guessing it's similar to uh, their most bet uh, props. There you go, over, over, over down the line, five for five right there on overs to this point. And that is a, kind of what we're talking about here to this juncture. One more prop bet that we didn't get to, uh, Rufus. Will the score be tied again after 0-0? And you bet the yes on this. No, I bet the no. Oh, you bet the no. No, okay. no minus
3: 110. That, that's a purely algorithmic bet. That's based on the spread and the total. And and But, but I will say this. I think that I have found some value largely because – there have been a lot of games tied. I mean, I've lost this bet a lot this postseason. There have been a lot of games yeah. tied late in the game, actually. And so you've had a bunch of games that have been decided by three on a late field goal. And so um, I think again, it's a recency thing. People remember that all these games have been tied late. And yeah.
0: So. Oh, by the way, that I have to. You always have to check the wording. Score not to be tied after okay. 0-0. Ah, yes. yes, that's the. Confusion. So will the score be tied? No. No, that's right. The old double negative. The old wording. Yeah. Uh, You're both right. It's, yeah. how, <laughs> yes, it's how
2: the damn thing is worded. Uh, all right. So I mean it's not on, it's not your obviously any of your official bets or anything like that but uh, it's sitting four four and a half depending on where it is right now what is your what is your general thoughts on how
3: the game goes I, I think the I, I think we could see a Rams blowout mm-hmm. so I make the number Rams minus four and a half without adding any home field advantage you know I don't know how much to add there a point maybe five and a half but certainly I lean Rams and I can see a scenario where the where the Rams you know where this game is not competitive. Wow. I, kind of, I kind of hope that'll be the case, to be honest. I think I'm probably going to bet a Rams money line if we get that classic sort of Super Bowl mm-hmm. middle uh, that, that we normally get. And I have a lot of props that I think would benefit if the Rams uh, took a big lead early. All right. Rufus Peabody. Rufus, not once, not twice, but three
0: times this week. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you, guys. Next time we'll talk more about life balance plus Got EV. <laughs>
3: that'll
0: be more interesting as well. All right. Uh, coming back. As the cavalcade continues, uh, Chrissy Andrews will join us, Drew Densick, Captain Jack Andrews, Bill Krakenberger. All of that tonight on Vison's Primetime Action. Again, the second of 56 straight hours of free Super Bowl coverage right here at Vison the Sports Betting Network.
1: Primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSN, the sports betting network.
0: Don't forget, it is our exclusive interview one on one, Brent Musburger and Billy Walters this Sunday, 12 p.m. Eastern. That's 12 noon Eastern on Sunday. It's exclusive at VSIN, the sports betting network. We say it's a one on one, but Jimmy Vaccaro is present as well. We don't really know. Again, his. Uh, his impact on the interview, we haven't seen it in its entirety, but Jimmy is in the house as well. But what an interview it is. Billy Walters has only given one interview prior to this, and that was 60 Minutes some 10 years ago. But he sits down with Brent Musburger. Uh, we played a clip from it earlier in its entirety, Sunday, twelve noon Eastern, exclusively at Veasan, the sports betting network. It's the holy grail of sports betting interviews. And like we said, if
2: you don't know the backstory, you can find the sixty minutes interview online. Go in, watch it. Definitely get some, some a better understanding of. Who he is, what he's all about, and, and what, why, you know, this would be an interview that we wanted to do so badly and was able to, you know, why we're promoting it so much. Because it is, it's, one, they're few and far between, and two, it really is a dude that, that changed the landscape of, of betting. Absolutely.
4: 100%. I'll, I'll never forget that 60 minutes piece because it was probably like at the time when, when I thought I was I was kind of coming up like bet, betting sports a little bit more and a little bit more seriously, and then watching that where you're like me and, and this guy are so many like just galaxies apart from what we are doing on a <laughs> daily basis. It's not even funny. Well,
0: he talks in that interview. He talks about the current state of sports betting, advice to gamblers based on his life as a sports better, as well as his upcoming memoirs. All of that in that interview with Brent on Sunday. Again, juxtaposed against mainstream media Super Bowl stuff, I know what I'd rather watch. That's the understatement of the weekend. How about some Super Bowl MVP talk, gentlemen, while we have a moment without guests, because the guests are coming in uh, once again right after this. Super Bowl MVP, and uh, let me just say this before the championship games, boy, I thought I was clever, because I was like, I'll take Travis Kelsey, I'm going to take Tyreek Hill, both at 20 to 1. Uh, got me some uh, Debo, got me some George <laughs> Kittle. Who didn't I play? Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, for instance. So here it is now to the game itself. No surprise that Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow are the short shots, the respective quarterbacks. 31 of the previous 55 Super Bowls, a quarterback has been the MVP. Stafford's even money, Joe Burrow's plus 225. That reflects which team is favored and which is not. And then it's Cooper Cup at 6-1. to one. Everybody else is double digits, Matt, starting with Aaron Donald at sixteen to one, nine defensive players in fifty-five years have won the MVP.
2: Only I mean the the very first piece of advice we can give you on this one is Identify which team you think is going to win, because only one MVP from a losing team, and that was in 1971. So they are not going to do that ever again. That is just not Chuck going to Howley, yes, Dallas Cowboys. Just never going to happen yeah. ever again. So don't don't uh, don't pick somebody from a team that you think isn't going to win the game. Uh, seven of the last ten have been quarterbacks as well. Just why you see the even odds on Stafford, why you see the 225 there. On Burroughs, seven running backs, seven wide receivers. The last running back, though, was in 1998. That was Terrell Davis. So, again, typically don't give it to running backs either. Um, Two offensive players have have won the award without scoring a touchdown. So it can be done, but it has to be kind of a meh. Game. Edelman did it in 2019 and if you remember that was a very meh game from a scoring standpoint so he actually won the MVP without scoring a touchdown and then Dion Branch in 2005 also won the award without scoring a touchdown in the game. Now we not that this is really comes into play now certainly with Higby being out and then Uzoma you know his his questionable status but no tight end has ever won either. So that is one of the uh, that is one of the ways to go about this as well. Oh, definitely bet a whoever you think's gonna win, and then also don't bet a tight end; they've never won, ever before, ever. So if you take a look here, I mean, this is a if if you look at the, just the raw numbers here. So yes, I understand Jamar Chase, but you look at some of these a little bit longer, right? And I, I know Rufus is on the under when it comes to T. Higgins receptions or something like that. But let's say the game doesn't play out where where you know, Chase is able to get his, right? So you get T. Higgins sitting there at 45 to 1. Since their week 10 bye, Higgins only has six fewer targets than Jamar Chase does, and only four fewer receptions than Jamar Chase does, and 30 fewer receiving yards than Jamar Chase does. So again, it is like, yes, when Chase goes off, he goes off, but basically the more consistent production has been from. T. Higgins, right? Because you have to factor in that one of those games is when Jamar Chase went 11-266, right? So, so whenever you say that he's only got six fewer receptions, I mean six fewer targets and four fewer receptions and all stuff like that, you can see that Higgins has actually been more consistent across the board here. So I think if you are trying to look at an outlier from an offensive player, obviously we can make the case for we can make a case for an Aaron Donald. We can make a case for a Von Miller or something like that. I think that is very understandable as how they get there. But if you, want to, if you do want to make a case for a non-quarterback, non-Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, obvious kind of play, there is Higgins there who, again, if you just look at the the data here since week 10,
0: isn't really all that far behind Chase when it comes to production and And you you really do have to think before you place a wage, you really have to think about what's the scenario that would land that person, the MVP. So let's just take an extreme. A kicker has never won the MVP, but just for the purposes of sort of the explanation, if you thought Evan McVeer, if you wanted to bet Evan McPherson for MVP at 150 to 1 or whatever it is, you would have to say to yourself, all right, he'd have to kick 350 plus yard field goals, including the game winner. Including the walk off, yeah. Right, including the walk off kind of thing. So you have to kind of do that. If it's not a quarterback, you have to kind of figure out the scenario. And, and remember, this is not a year long award where voters get to sort of you know, marinate and, well, here are the pros and the cons for these different players. They make a snap decision, and that's why oftentimes the snap decision lands on quarterback because oftentimes we know the MVP by the end of the fourth quarter.
4: So. I, I saw McPherson at a shop in town last night at forty to one.
0: Oh, stop <laughs> forty it. to one! He had been bet all the way down to. <laughs>
4: and, yeah, I think you guys are. I mean, the scenario, <laughs> scenario, and how you guys see the game playing out is so important. Like we, we've talked, we've been talking about this game for two weeks now, obviously. But the, I do think the Rams are going to win. I think it's going to be a tighter game. I only place two MVP bets, and they're longer shot ones on Rams defensive players, right? I, I did Von Miller, and I did Jalen Ramsey, just in case it the, the, the script kind of goes the other way, where it is a Rams just blowout, and I think the defense absolutely dominates. So this is kind of more protection against my other bets that I'm betting on more game script related. This is more the opposite of what I think could happen.
2: The the case for Cooper Cup is, is fairly simple, right? I mean, if you just look at the raw projections i mean stafford well my raw projections anyway so my my projections have stafford at like 276 and a half right and then i've got cooper cup at 104 and a half so i mean he's getting 104 of the 200 of the 276 so if that skews a little bit lower for stafford and a little bit higher for cup and stafford only throws for 250, 256 instead of 276, and Cooper Cup goes for 126 of the 256 yeah. or something like that. So if there's if there's room on both sides there, that's kind of a case for Cooper Cup. And look, we know that the volume is going to be there. We know he's going to lo- most likely get double-digit targets unless they decide to triple-team him or something like that. So th- the volume alone and how uh, so what's such a massive percentage that he could take of Stafford's overall production – could at least
0: make the case for him to kind of get it over staff for sure. And, and while we try to make this as interesting and as sexy as possible, by talking about the long shots, I think we all sort of acknowledge, don't want to speak for everybody, Mm -hmm. but I think we all sort of acknowledge the narratives for the quarterbacks are absolutely there. So Matthew Stafford who toiled away, right. For a decade in Detroit who didn't get any regular season awards, right. He didn't get the offensive player of the year that Cooper cup did. He didn't get the comeback player of the year that Joe Burrow did. The the sentiment to want to give it to Matthew Stafford will absolutely be present, if, like you said, Matt, as long as Cooper Cup doesn't completely yes. lap him. Yeah, if he doesn't get production. you know
2: sixty percent of Stafford's right. you know yardage or something like that.
0: And I think the and I think the narrative is there for Joe Burrow. I just think we are looking at a guy that was the Tom Brady comparisons have already come in. He hasn't even won a Super Bowl yet, but he did win a championship, of course, at LSU. If the Bengals do win this, Joe Burrow would immediately become only the third quarterback in the history of football to win both an NCAA championship and a Super Bowl, along with Joe Montana and Joe Namath. And Joe Burrow would become the only one ever, period, to have done that while also winning a Heisman Trophy.
2: And already like you're talking about further narrative, won the comeback player of the year. So mm-hmm. he's coming back off of this injury. They take takes the team from the worst to first scenario. So yes, I it's it's already written for both of these quarterbacks. It would have to be It'd have to be an 11-266 game like you yes. know Chase has had, and it'd have to be one of those Cooper Cups where he has eleven receptions and two touchdowns or something. Yeah,
0: like that. not to not to douse yeah. you know this with with reality, but bet accordingly. Just know what you're up against, and history sort of speaks for that. Again, thirty one of fifty five Super Bowls thus far have been a quarterback. By the way, the last running back to win MVP was Terrell Davis so many years ago with the uh, Broncos. It used to be that that running backs were pretty common to get an MVP that hasn't happened in in uh yeah, 24 years this will be Twenty-four years ago, so that, I mean, order a quarter of a century almost since a running back has won the MVP. Anything is possible, but uh, that's essentially what you're up against with those quarterbacks here in the Super Bowl MVP market. Christy Andrews joins us next. He runs the sports book right behind us here at the South Point Hotel Casino. He'll give us his perspective on how things have moved thus far and where he expects them to go. Next on Vicent's Prime Time Action.
1: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network.
0: You know that VSIN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game, and there's still time to sign up to get our free big game betting guide. Look at that! The digital guide that gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from all of our experts. Visit slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Whose gloves do you suppose those are? Whose hand is that holding that Super Bowl trophy? I wonder. I don't know. I don't know whose hand they used. I didn't see the number on the trophy. No. <laughs> That's true. We yeah. probably figured out that way. Uh, here's a man who knows all about betting action for the big game. He runs the South Point Hotel sportsbook uh, sports here at the beautiful South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip. It's Chris Andrews, my mishbucha, an author of Then One Day and Then One Year. Available where all books are sold. Available on our Gift shop, I can tell you that. Everybody should come to the South Point. Sure, get it there. Why not? Yeah, Easier than Amazon. <laughs> Way easier. Just, yeah. just come to the sure. South Point. How you doing? Good, good. You know my friend Matt Brown, don't you? Yeah. Do yeah. you know Kelly Bill? You know guy? Yeah, I know Kelly oh. Bill. too. So, so let, me, uh, let me ask you this, Chris. Uh, so far, so obviously we're here 12 of the 14 days, right, since the matchup was determined. What percentage do you believe of your overall handle is yet to come?
1: Oh, I'm going to say 75%. Wow. Yeah. So these 12 days, it's just one-fourth of your stuff. Well, yeah. Yeah. I would say. But, I mean, you know, you can see. We actually have a little lull right now, but, but since, like, 730 in the morning, these windows have been backed up virtually all day. All day. Biggest bet uh, you've taken? Biggest bet I've taken, I think I took 180000 on the money line on the, the Rams. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and Gil, as we, as he walks I in, I love this. As he walks in, yes, they're at forty-nine. We went to forty-nine just now. They're at forty-nine. Just went to forty-nine.
0: Wow, because we were saying how it was, it was just, it was not moving off that number for more than a week now.
1: Yeah, we finally, uh, we finally got up there. Yeah, I mean, sharp guys bet me under forty-nine before. We'll see if they come in again and and play it. You know, we'll see. So as far
2: as the spread itself, is this? do you see this thing toggling more back and forth between four and four-and-a-half or more between four and three-and-a-half, or do you think four is just kind of going to stick?
1: I think four is going to stick, but you never know. I mean, guys come in with big money. Uh, you know, I know one guy – put a quarter million in the cage. He hasn't made a move yet, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure which way he's going.
0: Wait, so, so help for those of us who have no idea how this works, so you're just minding your own business back in the sports book, yeah. and you get a call like sort of in advance where someone says, hey, just so you know, a quarter of a million has just
1: landed in the cage. It's yeah. probably coming your way. Well, it's definitely coming our way. If it co- I mean, because the guy... Gotta hope he's not listening. <laughs> he had a million questions. You know, could he, could he, could he wire in the money here and bet it somewhere else? Well, no, uh, no, no, you can't it's do great. that. That's not one of the services we provide
0: here. Hey, Burger King, do you mind if I eat this Big Mac in yeah. your store? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Can you run down the street yeah. and get me a Wendy's? Right. Uh, no, we don't let you do it. But he did. He did. Uh, he did send in the money. He was here, and then he left. He said, "I'll be back tomorrow." No. Okay. All right.
0: What other questions did he ask of you besides I, that?
1: I, I don't want to go into it. Okay. That, you know, but uh, you know there was. Um, anyway, we'll wait to see what he does. Yeah. You know, and I don't. You know, I don't know if we'd move the number or not. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't. I honestly don't know. Hmm. So,
2: from what you've seen so far is where does this rank as far as what you think from a popularity standpoint? I mean, it's, we, we, I understand it's a small market team in Cincinnati. That being said, you do have the, the Joe Burrow factor. Everybody's in love with him. He's on all the, you know, he's on every single show. Everyone loves that. And then you do have LA is there, do you feel like this is really going to kind
1: of be what you see from most Super Bowls? No, uh, but there's two things that, that create action. One is the game itself. And the other one is the number. And by the number I mean like the fluctuation of the number. Now you go back last year, of course you had you had Brady and Mahomes. I mean two mm-hmm. I mean two of the highest marquee players in the league, and the number toggled between three and three and a half. Now, if that doesn't promote action, mm-hmm. I don't know what does. Perfect. You know, so this year You know, and Stafford's been around a long time, but he, you know, most of his career he spent in Detroit, and Burrow's a new guy, although everybody does love Burrow. Cincinnati's not exactly a marquee team. You know, uh, the Rams have only been in L.A. a few years, so they're not really that well grounded Mm -hmm. in L.A. Um, So I think that excitement, as far as that, just really isn't there. And the fact that the number has hardly moved at all, there's no rush and I think if you, like, if you like the Bengals and you miss the four and a half, you say, oh, what the hell, I'll take the yeah. four. Yeah. You know, I mean, why not? You know, uh, if you like the Rams, maybe, you know, you're waiting. I don't think you're going to get any better than four, I don't think. But maybe you're going to wait and, you know, it's probably not going to completely get away from you, I wouldn't think. What do you, you think know? the money line will go down to? Well, I think the money lines is going to continue to go down. Uh, we're at eighty-five, sixty-five right now. <sighs> You know, I, I could see it maybe dropping another 10 cents. Because you expect the tried and true Super Bowl behavior of sure. dogs being bet on the money yeah. line. Yeah. But, I, you know, I got, I'm actually in decent shape there because um, we, we took a pretty big bet on the money line early, like I said, you know. So I, I'm, in, I'm in pretty decent shape with the money line, although they're going to continue to bet the, the dog. What would have been your perfect matchup? Like before the playoffs started. Before the playoffs, I probably would have said Buffalo and Green Bay. Hmm. I think that that would have been two marquee teams, you know, great quarterbacks, you know, young quarterback versus the old one. And, you know, Allen, I think, is a very exciting player. And, of course, Rogers just won, what, his fourth MVP, second in a row. You know, Green Bay has a great, great following nationwide. They have since I was a little kid. You know, so I mean, I th- that would have probably been my ideal matchup. So
2: what, what do you, oh, go ahead. Matt. Go ahead. I, I'm just curious on the, from a from a prop standpoint. Where have you seen, or maybe maybe there isn't, hasn't been growth, but as as far as the the props over the last five or six years, have you seen a pretty steady growth in the interest in the props continued, has, or has it oh, leveled
1: yeah. off? Well. Again, it depends on the game. Mm-hmm. And this year, we've we have. <laughs> I think I have four guys that have bet me over a hundred thousand on props. Mm-hmm. You know, four separate guys. Besides, countless others mm-hmm. who have made total uh, over a hundred thousand, not on one specific prop, just to right. No, yeah. no, I mean spreading yeah. all over the board. Yeah. you know, and <laughs> some of them, like the one guy came in today. You know, and i mean we're we're actually kind of rooting for him. I think he laid you know eighteen thousand a win two on no safety, eighteen thousand win two on no overtime, you know some mm. things like that, but I mean still yeah, still thirty six thousand yeah
0: to to what extent chris are you are you aware of obviously this is n- no longer the same thing you you were always aware of what else was happening at different Vegas sports books, yeah. in the state of Nevada. Do you do you care at all? Do you keep an eye on what's happening outside of Nevada?
1: You know, no not not really. You know, even even, you know, and I don't want to mention a place, but a a very good outfit here in town. We had a price pick 'em and they and my one guy said, "Hey, so and so they're running at a $1.30, you know, and we have action, you know, both ways. We're mm-hmm. legitimately a pick 'em. I said, have the hell with them. I don't know what they got, you know. <laughs> yeah. We're picked. pick. Just worry about us. So, you know, I mean, you know, one of your guests was in here betting us uh, earlier, R- Rufus. Mm, and yeah. if he didn't bet it it can't be that good of a numbers, you know. So then our number's fine, you know. So I said, just worry about our number. Just worry about our action. Should we? Should, can we
0: tell the Rufus story uh, from uh, from the Falcons Patriots game? Are we allowed to tell sure. that now? <laughs>
1: it's not too soon not anymore. Not too soon. Rufus. <laughs> well, we escaped. We so escaped. yeah,
0: yeah. Rufus had bet for the Super Bowl, the famous Super Bowl, where Atlanta gave up the twenty-eight to three lead uh, for about, I'd say, ten to fifteen minutes in real time. Oh, when the, Oh, yeah, more than that. No, 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 it seemed like more to that well, team okay. because you, you were dying. <laughs> you know, right. right. Well, I'm, was, I'm
1: quoting Einstein, the yeah. theory of relativity. <laughs> yes. was, uh,
0: so the Patriots scored a touchdown to make it 28-9, to nine, and I think Gostkowski missed an extra point. And so he's all happy back there, because those days I only did the first half here, and then I was like, where do I go because I don't want to go home and miss the game, so I would hang out back behind with Vinny and Chrissy. <laughs> Chrissy's all in a good mood, and then all of a sudden he looks at his computer, he's like, oh, no. Rufus had bet the Patriots to land on nine exactly for what would have been what a six-figure or some some huge three hundred thousand. That's all. Oh, there yeah. you go. So not like negligible six <laughs> yeah, figures right. either. So he's dying, and of course, then New England goes and wins the yeah. whole thing. So it's, it's kind of comical in retrospect. So it was only ten minutes of real time, but literally only It was, <laughs> it was, it was yeah.
1: uh, way more than that.
2: Well, Chris, we got about you know a minute left here. What do you what your personal opinion? How do you think this game plays out? What do you what do you like here? What do you dislike?
1: Well, according to my power ratings, I made the game three and a half. Um, you know, so but I do think there. The more I think about it, there might be a slight home field advantage. You know, for them being in their own beds for two weeks, and then you got a young team and all that. So I think four is a very legitimate number. However, I do think the total is a little high. I you know, and I know some of these games can kind of run on you. But I I, I really – and I'm not the greatest total guy in yeah. the world. Definitely not. But I thought the number would have been about 43, 44. So I I, I guess I kind of like an under a little bit. All yeah, right. But that's about the only thing I could tell. Otherwise, I don't know. I'm just booking it, and I'll root for whoever we need. <laughs> after all
0: these years, though, Jimmy says this too. After all these years, this still moves the needle for you, though. Super oh, Bowls. you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you kidding me? live I, for I'm this.
1: trying to sleep
0: every night, and it's not always that easy. <laughs> not always that easy. Chris Andrews, everybody, uh, not only bookmaker here. Uh, running the South Point Point, uh, Hotel Casino Sportsbook, but also author, Then One Day, also the follow-up this year, not really the follow-up, just his next book, not completely related at all, Then One Year, available at Amazon, where all books are sold, including the South Point Hotel Gift Shop. Thank you, Chrissy. Appreciate it. Coming back, we'll talk same-game parlays next.
1: At primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
0: Play Wrangler Squares and celebrate their 75th anniversary with a free shot at a share of $75,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Wrangler Squares. Now to get in on the action for football's biggest Sunday, Wrangler for the ride of life. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. It's v primetime action. Hour number two of fifty-six, free wall-to-wall Super Bowl fifty-six coverage here at Visa, and the sports betting network. Uh, where did the time go? Where? It's I, only an hour left in the show. Hour left in the show. It's like we've had twenty-five guests in here. Or yeah, right. yeah,
4: that's right. Twenty-five Wait, so more, to more to come.
0: More to come. <laughs> to uh, Drew Densick, Captain Jack Andrews, Bill Krakenberger, all joining our show. Uh, Drew, not for the first time. The other two guys for the first time. Um, Now, the thing that has been sort of sweeping the sports betting nation, specifically sports betting vehicle-wise, a a betting vehicle, is the notion of same-game parlays. Same-game parlays as you hear things being thrown around the studio. (laughs) Off walls. Uh, Hit the poll. Yeah. I'd have got a plus what plus plus four forty. Fair poll. Plus four forty on that one. Yeah. So same game parlays are essentially being offered by books, including DraftKings, where they afford you the the possibility, the chance of putting together different elements within one game, which really in past, you know, in really the sports betting world that we know. And save your tweets we understand. Oh, I was getting to that. Oh, okay. I all was right. getting to that. Really, what, you know, because the, the knock on same game parlays, and by the way, it's a correct mathematical knock, mm. is that you do not get the appropriate bang for your buck. But our retort, may I use that word, <laughs> to this it. is, hey, look, we get it. You don't get the proper bang for your buck mathematically, but these books give us the chance to actually do them when others don't at all. We'll take that trade. The tr- go 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 to go to books that
2: don't allow this and try to put in a correlated parlay, and they will tell you very very quickly these two items are not allowed to be parlayed because like, they're yeah, correlated. Yeah, yeah, yes, like they will tell you That's very right. rapidly that these two these two things are not allowed to be parlayed, and so it's the you're paying a little bit of a price in order to be able to even put these things together, and as long as you know that going in, yes. Then you should be happy that it's even available to you. No
0: one is making you bet them. That's right. As long as you know what you're getting into mm-hmm. and you understand the trade-off, then have at it. Period. We're not here on this show to tell you what to do or no. not to. So again, save the tweets on this. So we have put together a hypothetical same-game parlays just to give examples of what we're talking about, Matt. You have honors, Your Honor. What do you got here? So mine is pretty much a combination of a
2: lot of the bets that I have talked about over the course of the week and just uh, made them more favorable. Because the other thing about these things is you don't have to bet the current line mm-hmm. on these props either, right? So they you give, you, the alt
4: line they give stuff, you multiple
2: yeah. different options as to how to go about them. So, so you are literally constructing your own thing. Yes. Yeah, so for example... Joe Burrow, as we just mentioned, his passing number is up to 280 and a half. I was able to bet the over 254 and a half as part of this same game parlay. Mm -hmm. So you will kind of see how this all works out. Joe Burrow, over 254 and a half. From there, Burrow touchdowns, one or more. If he throws for more than 254, I think he's getting in the end zone at least once. I have passing completions at 20-plus. Again, this is sitting, I think, at last look, Kelly, 25 and a half, something like that, I think. So I'm getting five and a half. Something, something in that neighborhood, passing attempts at 30 plus, which I think that's sitting 35 and a half or 36 and a half at this point. So again, another six and a half that I just moved it in my favor on this. I have an under Joe Mixon rushing ticket at 64 and a half, and I was able to play under 84. And a half on this one mixed receiving yards over nine and a half. Samaji P Ryan alt receiving yards over seven and a half. Again, I have an over eight and a half. So I was able to move it a point, uh, a yard and a half in my favor. Kelly likes it even at nine and a half. It's two and a half in favor. Yep. If you have that number as well. And then I just have Cincinnati scoring more than 13 and a half points. As well in that one, and with all of those things, again, moving those numbers massively in my favor, I'm still getting nearly two and a half to one on that at plus 240. All highly, highly, highly correlated with the over yardage, the over completions, the over attempts, a touchdown from Burrow, all of those. And then you go to the receiving yards with the backs as well, which plays into his receiving yards and his his attempts and his completions and all that as well with the Mixon and the Pirine. If they are having a good day throwing the ball, they're likely scoring as well over on the 13.5 points. It all all, all ties together in the under on Mixon because, again, Gil, if they're throwing a ton, they ain't running a ton. Yeah. Take the under 84. Now.
0: You you really did it literally correlated to parlay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a beautiful way to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly and I went a little uh, more wacky. I like it. No, yeah, I love yeah. it. I love and, it. And just to follow up quick, those completion yeah. numbers and attempts right out is
4: 24.5 on the completions for Burrow, 36.5
2: on
4: the attempts. So
2: I moved right the out. number 4.5 and, and 6.5 and in my favor. We
0: should, yep. we should also point out, because this is not necessarily the most intuitive thing to find, uh, if I may say that. What would you say, Kelly? Is the best way on DraftKings? There's a little small box with SGP on DraftKings. If you go to DraftKings, you're going to see the
4: game. You're going to see the game lines, the total, the spread. Just click on the game box. It will take you to a separate page. And there's a little toggle switch for same game parlays. If you just toggle that on, then it shows you everything that you can parlay. You know, parlay together in a same game parlay. Yeah,
0: I found it by just finding the small little. It's oh, it's really small. The small little SGP uh, box. So uh, here's what I did. I did five because I wanted to see if I could get my bang for my buck up to thirty to one, and I did. And uh, anytime touchdown score, Odell Beckham Jr. Anytime touchdown score, T. Higgins. So I took uh, I took a n- number two wideout for both teams scoring here. I also moved the Joe Burrow passing mm-hmm. yards to and, and both the Matthew Stafford, Stafford passing yards to over two seventy nine and a half. And the race to ten points I added in there, Cincinnati Bengals. Now I think the Rams will win the football game, but. The you know, if you even if you believe that the lower amount of point total you get to, the more likely it could be that the team that loses gets to that low amount first. So that was my race to 10 points on the Bengals. Uh, I just believe that in terms of my correlation, it's a muted game offensively, that it's not this unbelievable shootout, therefore drop the the, uh, passing yards for both Burrow and Stafford to over 279.5, and then the wide receiver two touchdowns. 30-1 to is what I get on that parlay.
4: All right, I got a four-leg one for you guys. Uh, this will play uh, pay plus 625. I took the Rams on the money line. So it's simple. I got Rams to Rams futures, but I still think the Rams are going to win. Yes, I have a Bengals plus 4.5, but that's more of a hedge at this point. So Rams money line I tied in there. And then I went with a couple alt uh, props as well, Matt. What I did is Joe Burrow passing attempts up to 40 oh, plus. So
2: that's the other thing I should mention. Yes. You
4: can move it. In your favor, or if you
2: think if your projections are way out, yeah, you can move it in the other direction and get plus money as well. So
4: the over 36-and-a-half pass attempt for Burrow, that's my favorite prop bet of the weekend. I think he's going to be throwing a ton regardless of what's going on. I think they're going to have trouble running the ball early, so they're going to be passing early. And if they fall behind in the second half, he's going to be passing a ton. So, yeah, I took it that way. Took it to 40-plus. Uh, pass attempts. And then Cam Akers, 169 and a half. That's a bet I already have in the account. And then same one you did, Matt. Samarji P. Ryan, Alternate receiving yards, 7-plus receiving yards. That will pay you plus 625 on a four-leg parlay. So I I really like that one. I really wish we could bet these here in Vegas. They're a lot of fun, that's for sure.
0: All right, so it wasn't just limited to the three of us. Our uh, crew downstairs, led by the great Isaiah Von Wrinkle. We
4: had to give the crew one.
0: They love them. Five crew members downstairs. They are responsible for making this show get on the air each and every night. And so they have their PTA crew same-game parlay. They went with any-time touchdown score Odell Beckham Jr. of the Rams. They also took any-time touchdown score Kendall Blanton, uh, the tight end okay. for the Rams. No Tyler Higby in this one, so they went okay. with Kendall, Kendall Blanton. so they got uh, Matthew Stafford spreading the touchdowns around to those two guys. The race to 10 points, like with me, they went with the Bengals um, to get to 10 first. Cooper Cup receiving yards, they went over 89.5. Remember, Cooper Cup's actual line is well over 100. So they knocked that down to 89.5, made it a little easier. And then Joe Burrow passing completions, they knocked that down to 20. plus. They get 30 to 1 on that, largely again because of those top three: Odell, wow. Kendall, Kendall uh, Blanton, and Cincinnati to get to 10 first. I love it. But these are, I think, just sort of literally, I think Matt and Kelly, you guys understood the assignment the best. In terms of making it the most correlated, but your bang, but the bang for your buck is is muted as a result of that. But that's the assignment, really.
4: Yeah, and it's. I mean, hey, you, you can play them however you want, right? If you're yeah. looking for the longer shots, or you can just do true parlays, or you can play around with the numbers, like Matt and I did a little bit more. But it's been wild. We you know we've talked to Johnny Avella so many times on this show, and just the popularity of these things on the East Coast is just incredible right now, with how much handle they're booking each week.
0: Uh, you know, through the NFL season, every night on the NBA with these same game parlays. Just wild. Well, and it makes sense, right? Because you're giving the better the freedom, and again, mm-hmm. the caveat, understanding. I hope you understand is better when you're doing this. That's what we're trying to impart anyway, that you're not going to get the true mathematical bang for your buck that you should, but the trade-off is that you get to make these. And as Matt, as you said beforehand, if you try making the ones, for instance, that Matt yeah. did, at a normal sportsbook, you will be oh. fl- you will immediately be rejected. It's <laughs> correlated. Yeah.
2: Immediately, you yeah. get the big red X, and they the say big no red. Yeah, yeah, no.
0: So I mean, it is absolutely the most popular thing going here as we enter uh, Super Bowl Fifty Six, and of course, with new states online, including New York and Louisiana, behemoths that they are, Louisiana on a per capita basis as well. Um, same game parlays, bigger than ever. New advent coming back right here on Veasan's Prime Time Action. Drew Dinsick will join us. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.